Hotels and resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey everybody, and welcome to a Wednesday night case update edition of the True Crime Squad. Hello, hello. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. <sighs> How's it going? Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a great. little slowish and late to the game, but it's good now. You know, it's what it is. Right. It is. I was tired. I laid down for a while, and then I looked at the clock, and it was five minutes till, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I feel like I always wait till it's about five minutes till to look in the mirror, and then I'm like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. I'm like, does my hair need go? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a troll. <laughs> Gotta do something fast. Yeah. Yeah. Usually a troll doll with this hair, but, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> right. Right. We just do the best we can, right? It's true. It's just fine. Yeah. Well, I want to welcome everybody in the chat. Say hi to Cranky, Barbara, Colleen, Amy, RJ, Fran, Janet, Tracy, who happens to be morning. Good morning, Tracy. Janet, Rambahedral. Hey, hey. Haven't seen you in a minute. Yeah. Good to have you guys here. Holy hell. Some weeks we throw in like a cold case or something like that because there's not a lot. And this week, I feel like we'll be auctioneers. Hey, Brandy, mm-hmm. Paula. Yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot happening. <laughs> yeah. Colleen? I don't think I said hi to Colleen. Oh, I did. Okay. And Jacqueline? Uh, yeah. So, so much going on. Good Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, let's start with some not news that we always think is kind of funny news. Mark Means tweeted again. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he actually um, tweeted twice, but the other one was about... Trump and Ted Cruz and blah, blah, blah. I don't, that's a whole another show of criminals. We don't want to talk about that. We're doing fun stuff. So yeah. <laughs> this isn't all fun. But Mark Means tweeted. So that's news. So here you go. Oh, hold on. Okay. Mark, he retweeted an article by the Chicago Tribune. The headline says, Allegations of inappropriate witness contact by R. Kelly prosecutor raises temperature as trial nears. Mark Means says, surprised? Unfortunately, no. Prosecutors under pressure for cheap, fast convictions. The mindset that prosecutors meet with and interview witnesses when it is the police slash detective job is insane. It's a cancer in our legal system. Okay, little Marky Means. Well, what did people think about this quote or this uh, tag, tweet? What did they think? Well, uh, real American hero Rebecca said, You are a disgrace. Shut up. 
Oh, that was absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. We are fangirls. Uh, Will Marley's ghost uh, also uh, threw out a gift that uh, was another zinger. And then Jeanette said, you're a clueless cancer in our legal system. Criminal law is way outside of the scope of your practice and you should be disbarred. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... So that's how peeps felt about that tweet. (laughs) Every opportunity to diss on prosecutors he takes. And what kills me about it is the Vallow case was his first, as we can tell, his first criminal case. Why does he hate prosecutors so much? Is it all because of his rabid hate for Rob Wood? Is it? I I don't know. Is there more? He just, you know, opens the door so wide for anyone who would like to take him down. Did you see Colleen said that he blocked her? (laughs) (laughs) I'm betting that these two ladies are about to get blocked too, but oh. Yeah, I'm sure. That just Uh did my heart good right there. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That was so Uh... great. Mark is Mark's biggest fan. This is true. (laughs) Speaking of R. Kelly, uh, you know, as we know, (laughs) R. Kelly, uh, him's getting his money taken. Yes. So somehow he's managed to get $28,000 on his books, which we believe is coming from his fans. Horrifically, this (laughs) fool still has fans. Mm -hmm. And the courts, as we reported earlier this week, have said, not happening. Uh, you don't get to just have all that money, stupid. You owe the courts $140,000. So we'll be taking that. We'll leave you 500 <laughs> Because he doesn't get to just have that anymore. No, he, he definitely does not. And uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Here's mm-hmm. $500. Enjoy your um, ramen noodles. <laughs> yep. Yep. So... We'll keep an eye on that, but we will continually think that's hilarious. Yes, forever. Um, Amy said, he's mad because he worked so hard to get Woods thrown out, and all he could do was get himself thrown out. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah, that commissary stuff must be pretty spendy. Right. (laughs) Yep. I'll bet Pryor's Uh, wishing Mark was still around to file nonsense to confuse the judge. Oh, not so fast, Paula. He's working on it real hard himself. He is. He surely is. There's quite a lot going on in Daybell. And as we know, there is court on Tuesday. And uh, we'll be there Tuesday morning. We're going to go. It's at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. So we think that East Idaho News is going to be uh, streaming it, but we're going to try to go because this is the first time that Lori and Chad are going to be in the same courtroom together. Uh, It's also the first time they will be in the same room together in more than two years, and it's going to get interesting. So we're hoping to be there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, the courtroom has not been very busy up to this point. So we're hoping to just be able to walk right in. We'll see. 
So that's the plan. And we'll, we think we'll probably live tweet it or live update it on our Facebook page. Maybe one of us will do one and one will do the other or something along those lines. But mm-hmm. we'll keep you in the know. And uh, then we'll maybe do a live in the afternoon or we'll do something to make sure that we update you guys on what we saw, heard, felt, experienced, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. <laughs> Janet said, I need detailed notes. I'm talking side eye glances, what Lori was wearing, how Toad Face looks, etc. We're here for it. <laughs> yes, Janet. We'll do we are best. here for it. Don't let Chad hypnotize you. We won't. We will steer clear of the golden I'm vagina. We'll just pretty much immune, be okay. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> will they emulate the crumblies by flirting with each other? I'll bet they never look at each other. I'll bet they don't. But I don't know. Yeah, they've had. I bet Lori shouts hello, my king. Well, Jr. Oh, Jr. (laughs) That would make my week, really. Month, maybe. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That would be fantastic. (laughs) It's gonna be good. Watch out for loin fires. Yes. 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 Also, don't walk through a portal, no matter what he says. (laughs) (laughs) I would just send us ten dollars to enjoy court. Thank you, ma'am. We'll. Use it for the coffee that we'll need before and the wine we'll need after. (laughs) (laughs) But we had thought when we started talking about this last week, we had assumed that this was about the DNA testing. And indeed it is. Mm -hmm. So that's what court is about. So essentially, uh, as far as we know from what's been filed so far, Chad Daybell's attorney... And an affidavit that he has from his DNA expert. This is a guy named Greg Hampikian. Hampikian? He's a Boise State professor. Uh, He wants to observe extraction, be notified of results, and wants half of DNA for further testing if there's a sufficient amount. Unfortunately, they have said over and over again that there isn't a sufficient amount. And that's why this is a challenge, because it is consumptive. Whatever they will have to use to do the testing is what they have. So uh, it's going to get kind of dicey. You know, it kind of feels like prior going, but your honor, I don't want them to do DNA testing. You know, they'll make my client look guilty. (laughs) However, one thing that the professor has already said in the affidavit is that he believes that... uh, some of this testing is uncalled for because like the shovel handle, because it was Chad's shovel. So surely Chad's DNA will be on the shovel. Um, yes, sir. But will Lori's? Will Alex's? Come on, man. Will Tylee's will blood? Tylee's or JJ's? Yeah. Come on, bro. I mean, that's just, that's the stupidest argument. But well, they're going to make stupid arguments because stupid is all they've got mm-hmm. at this point. So they are, th- th- this is basically what they're working on and looking at. So that is going to be on Tuesday. So we're excited. Yeah, this will be very interesting. Yeah. Now, is it normal for the defense to try to get evidence thrown out? Hell yeah. That's, and in this case, oh, yeah. that's all they've got, you know, is all this procedural mumbo jumbo so yeah of course they're gonna do that of course they are but there's there's i just don't see that there's any way that the judge would say yeah you you can't process the dna like Mm -hmm. the physical evidence from the scene has to be processed 
-hmm. I'm sure that it will just be a, you can have your, whoever witness it, blah, blah, blah. It'll all be videoed, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the judge is not going to say, yeah, we're not processing this DNA. I just, I just cannot see that. Yeah. No, me neither. It's not going to happen. Hey, I feel like uh, court's going to be interesting, though, because there's also all of those things that were filed that have been, you know, we haven't really had privy to yet. Uh, the uh, the injunction that was filed or the, the uh, yeah, well, it was a petition for injunctive relief that both Chad and Lori have filed. And we still think this all has to do with the DNA, that all of those filings are about what we're going to see on Tuesday to the best of our knowledge. And then, of course, we also know that uh, Lori Hellis, who is a true crime podcaster and author and a retired attorney, has filed with the courts to unseal all of these sealed documents because she believes that a lot of them have been sealed improperly, which is the belief of a lot of legal minds that are taking a look at this case. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Lori is a straight up hero for doing that. She's doing the thing that everyone has wanted someone to do, but wasn't really like us uh, qualified to do, <laughs> but she's yeah. doing it. Yeah. 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 It's true. You would think Pryor would want someone else's DNA or fingerprints on the shovel so he could say someone else used it. Yeah. No shit. Right. Yeah. You think. I have not heard if they have decided which lab is going to test. Maybe I haven't either. I think that might be part of this hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Because the state lab did not want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. So. No, I really feel like they were like, we just aren't enough for what we do here. The size we have, the skills we have, we don't want to F this up. It's consumptive. No. Right. <laughs> they didn't want yeah. to do it. And good on them right? Mm -hmm. Good on them for deciding maybe we aren't the right place for it. There was no ego here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's excellent. Cause yeah, I mean, if it gets messed up, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That would suck a lot. It would be terrible. Yeah. So that's what's going on in Daybell Vallo. So of course we'll keep you posted and uh, mm -hmm. we'll be here for it in some way. So let's see. Oh, oh, let's talk about Petito while we're at it. So I don't oh, yeah. forget. We oh, almost yeah. left this off of our docket today and then realized that we were making a huge mistake. Gabby Petito's family has filed a $50 million lawsuit against the Moab police. $50 million. They are literally saying that had they done their jobs, Gabby would still be alive. $50 million. So I want to read you a little bit of what their attorney said. Now they have had to, of course, get uh, new attorneys from Utah in order to have this case. And you guys are going to be very interested in this. I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, the lawyers said, had police officers in that incident had proper training teaching them to conduct a thorough lethality assessment and recognize signs of abuse, they'd know Gabby was a victim of intimate partner violence and needed immediate protection. One of the things that they're really hitting on were the injuries on Gabby's face. And we discussed those too when mm -hmm. all of the police cams came out, right? Mm -hmm. She had a scratch on her cheek and on her eye that were bleeding. 
Yeah. And the police completely ignored those injuries. Yeah. She also cried and sobbed mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there was never any question about why is she so upset? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. because Brian was not upset at all. Mm-hmm. He was schmoozing and, mm-hmm. you know, sucking those cops in, you know, and it worked. They completely mm-hmm. fell for him. Yep. So here's what her attorney said, their attorney says, while the full evidence has not yet been made public, so there's more that we don't know about yet, when it is released, it will clearly show that if the officers had been properly trained and followed the law, Gabby would still be alive today. Failure to follow the law can have deadly consequences as it did in this case. The Moab City Police Department has had chronic problems with protecting domestic violence victims and failing to provide training and resources for officers. Yeah. So this is an ongoing issue with the Moab Police Department. According to the attorney, the attorney's name, hold on to your hats. This will mean something to some of you. Is it Curtin McConkey? It is James McConkey. Oh, but there it's are several McConkey attorneys. Yeah. It's not Curtin McConkey, but James McConkey is two things that you guys will find, I think, very interesting. Or maybe you won't, but I did. This is James W. McConkey Third, And we've talked in the past about the fact that McConkeys have been leaders in the Mormon church for a long time, as well as attorneys that have worked for and alongside the church for a long time, mm-hmm. the Mormon church. Right? So James McConkey is a member of the uh, Quorum of the Seventy. Oh, boy. Really? Yeah. Which <laughs> means, why would they choose him in my opinion? Why? 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 Uh, and here's why. You know, and if, uh, you know, if I offend anyone, I apologize, but... My belief all along has been that part of what happened with the Moab police is that this is Utah, where we are very patriarchal, and the men's word will always have more weight than the women's. And this is the seat of the Mormon church that has major hallmarks of covering up abuse for men in their church. And yeah, I'm have kind you seen of the Associated Press article, <laughs> right? Brand new one. I am completely astonished that they hired a Mormon, especially high-ranking Mormon attorney. End of story. I, I you know, maybe I'm wrong. Let me be wrong. Please let me be wrong. It, I'm it just seems surprised. Like, it seems like a tactic to me. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe there was a reason behind it. Or maybe it just doesn't matter and I'm being unfair. But I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you are still lost as to why that matters it the whole debacle last fall and meltdown of mark means because Lori from the mental hospital supposedly made a call to the church's attorneys she called a law firm called curtin mcconkey and spoke to who is either james's brother or cousin mm-hmm. or supposedly did you know that all got murky but anyway isn't that weird it's just weird yeah, it is. Lately, all roads lead back to Mormon church in some way. This has happened over and yeah. over again with our yeah. cases lately. It's just 
it's weird. Some of them, mm -hmm. it's, in, it's intentional because we're meaning to cover a case like that. But yeah. there are quite a few that we didn't even know there was a connection. Yeah. Oh, now that's interesting. Ron Berhedral says he just saw a documentary on Ted Bundy with uh, a connection to uh, James McConkey. Well, I mean, Ted Bundy did live in Utah, did live in Salt Lake City. I mean. He did. Um, it could be. Yeah. Now we'll have to look that up. That's interesting. The plot thickens yet right. again. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, so there you go. We'll see how this plays out. However, I was super interested in what he said that the, all the evidence isn't out yet. And then he alleged that uh, this is an ongoing problem in Moab with the police protecting batterers. So uh -huh. very interesting. Mm -hmm. Good question. Good point, Paula. She said it might give more weight to their case if the judge is Mormon as well. Which, I mean, it's a very high probability that the judge will be mm -hmm. Mormon. She also said if the attorney is not Mormon, I think they would not be as well respected in Utah. Very good points, Paula. Mm, that's very what I points. think. That's why I think it's a tactic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, mm. there you go. Uh, also this week, Gabby Petito's mom uh, donated $100,000 to a women's uh, domestic violence shelter or center. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. They are going full bore, boy. And they she are. said that in a press conference yesterday. She said, we are not going to stop. We're going to do everything we can do. Good. So, good for them. Keep going. So yeah. I guess the whole Moab Police Department has to be on the FOS list. Uh, yeah, well, they already were, man. <laughs> they I, really were. I was so unimpressed watching yeah. that. Here's the thing. If they had even just followed their own law, which that they should have arrested Gabby. Mm -hmm. if, if she was the batterer, he had marks, they should have arrested her. And they did not. Yeah. What if they had arrested her and that would have separated these two? And mm -hmm. kept them apart and maybe her mother or, you know, her family would have come to bail her out and, and help her or something. Even if they had treated her like the batterer, mm -hmm. it still could yeah. have been a better outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I That's the one thing, Christy, that still really gets me too, though, is the way she cried. I know the way she cried, couldn't was uncontrollably crying, and the way they were just overlooking that cry. Oh, yeah, they were just ignoring. She's just a crazy bitch, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and 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 yucking it up with stupid Brian Laundry. Yeah, it was yeah. so typical, gross, good old mm -hmm. boys crap. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very. Very frustrating. Oh, yeah. I Googled that there is a connection between James McConkie and Ted Bundy. Yep. Interesting. All right. We won't be able to do it tonight, but we will research that and update. Mm -hmm. Good job, Rambahedral. Great. Great eyes. Yeah. Yep. And or ears. Whatever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Panic attack, Janet, for sure. It was horrifying the way yeah, she was she crying. Was, she was hysterical. Yeah. And they did not care. That just, to them, confirmed that she's just crazy. Mm-hmm. God. Well, let's move forward because we do have so much tonight, but mm -hmm. um, two big updates in old cases that we have been reporting on. Mm -hmm. So Christy, first talk to us about Ellen Greenberg. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You guys, I'm so 
happy about this. You remember, mm-hmm. you may remember we co- covered Ellen Greenberg's case mm-hmm. at least a year ago, probably more. Um, she was a school teacher in uh, Philadelphia. She was found um, stabbed to death in her apartment in January of 2011. She had yeah. just sent out the save the dates because she and her fiance were getting married. And she was stabbed all over her, the front of her body and her head and the back of her body, like it stabbed in the head, stabbed in the neck, in her back. Uh-huh. Right. And the medical examiner's office initially called it a suicide. Yeah. Then they changed it to a homicide and then they, and then they changed it back. Yeah. That the manner of death was suicide. That she literally stabbed herself in the back of the head and the neck. Yeah. Like, it's the stupidest crap I've ever seen. There's a lot. There, there's got, there's some major bullshit going on. However, oh, finally, her poor family, they have just not let up. because no. They have fought and fought and fought and fought. Yeah. And so... Her parents, Sandy and Josh, have been pushing for answers forever and trying to get someone to listen that calling this a suicide is the dumbest thing anyone's ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so her parents did file a lawsuit against the medical examiner's office. And um, so they were they were trying to get the cause of death changed either back to homicide or undecided. Mm-hmm. undecided i mean yeah. also um, have you ever heard of a case where they flip-flop that many times no she did it to herself no she didn't we don't know we're not sure it might have been a ferret we're not sure i mean right. they just keep changing back and forth all this the ghost shit. came in and stabbed her in the back of the head like yeah it, it's so stupid yeah so one of the things that has come to light is that um, Ellen's fiance, his uncle, came in and took some things from the apartment after the crime scene was supposedly cleared, Mm -hmm. but he took two laptops and a cell phone. Mm -hmm. And so those have not been able to be evaluated. And that evidence has now been tampered with. So here's the statement that has now come out from the attorney general's office. Ellen's death is nothing short of a tragedy and our heart goes out to her family and friends. Her death is unimaginable and admittedly hard to accept, but all of the evidence thoroughly reviewed by our office and the findings of the medical examiner show it was a suicide. Again, what the fuck? Allegations of new evidence have been unfounded. While it was heartbreaking to everyone that our investigation didn't find the resolution her family wanted in this bizarre and perplexing case, there is nothing more for our office to do until and if legitimate new evidence is brought forward. At this time, no such information has been shared with our office, uh, notwithstanding our request for interested parties to provide any relevant information. So there has been a change.org petition going around trying to get the case reopened. It has 145,000 signatures. Um, 
on Wednesday uh, this week, maybe last week, I think actually, the attorney that represents the Greenbergs confirmed with the news that Chester County District Attorney would investigate the case. So even after all of this, the district attorney in this county is like, you know, I'm I'm going to take this on and look at it again. Uh-huh. So that is fabulous news for Ellen's family. Um, yeah. I, I'm just thrilled because I have just, this case has made me sick ever since we covered it. Like, how in the hell do you stab yourself in the back of the head? Yeah. Multiple times. And as in if, the back. And yeah. in the back. Also, like, how do you stab yourself 40 times? Yeah. How? Uh, at some point, you're you're going to die. Like, it's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Or just not have the strength or the wherewithal to just keep going. I mean, come on. Who does yep. that? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely not. So, excellent uh, news for awesome Ellen's news. family and, and for the community at large. Because, frankly, what kind of incompetence have we got going on? in this place mm-hmm. that they didn't take any of the electronics to review them. They didn't th- all this flip-flopping, you know, about the cause of death, mm-hmm. the behavior of the boyfriend too. Very sketchy. Very, very sketchy. sketchy. Cranky. Yes. I do think it was her boyfriend. I do. Yeah. I, I think that's what a lot of people think, but you know, when they call it a suicide, then yeah. nothing gets investigated. Yep. Unreal. So we will keep an eye because hopefully we're going to get a, at least a, a decent resolution out of this for her family. Yeah, for sure. Eliza said that's like the guy who was hanged on fire and they called it a suicide. Yeah. I'm not sure if I know which case you're talking about, but but yes. Uh, we've discovered uh, since our foray into true crime how often suicides or homicides do get written off as suicides. It's an uncomfortable amount of times. It's way easier. There's way less work mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. And it's sad to say it that way, but yeah, I mean, reality. Yep. That's what happens. Yep. Well, there's one other case that has a major breakthrough this week. It's an MMIW we've been tracking. We reported on it more than a year ago. Yeah. So, Christy, talk to us about Jamie Yazzie. Yeah. So, when we covered Jamie Yazzie, she was still missing. Um, yeah. But her remains were recovered after after we had covered her case. Mm-hmm. Um, her ma- remains were found on the Hopi Indian Reservation in November of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which with, within like a week of the time that we covered her case. Mm-hmm. Um, good news, though, a federal grand jury has returned an eight count indictment against her boyfriend for uh, first degree murder. His name yeah. is Trey James, and he is accused of first degree murder and domestic violence. Yep. And uh, this is good news for everyone Mm -hmm. frankly um so some of the allegations um oh oh also it's not just her he's got charges of domestic violence against three women yeah those allegations include suffocation strangling kidnapping and assault with a dangerous weapon the other Mm. two i believe are alive but he's um you know, being charged with her death, but so often these MMIW murders never get solved, never get anything, never even get an arrest. 
This is so a this rarity. Is, yeah. This is big news because this is an arrest with a grand jury indictment. Yep. So. Yes. Amazing yeah, news. Very, very yeah. happy for her and for her, for her family who have been yeah. fighting really hard for her. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, Erin. Uh, unfortunately, one family who's been fighting very hard got some really disappointing and frustrating news this week. Oh. Yeah, and that is that a Mississippi grand jury has declined to indict Carolyn Bryant Donham. Carolyn is the woman who's uh, who claimed that 14-year-old Emmett Till had made some kind of physical advances on her uh, and recanted that down the road. But uh, she wasn't arrested at the time. In 1955, her husband and his best friend were tried for Emmett's death because uh, they did beat him to death and threw him in the river. Uh, and they were exonerated by an all-white jury. And then uh, in an interview later on, they both admitted to doing it and laughing about it. Like, this was just such a blasé thing. Well, so sick. Looking back over this case here a couple of months ago, attorneys discovered an arrest warrant for Carolyn that had never been served. And it was reported that at the time she had two young children and they didn't want to bother her with an arrest warrant. Yeah. I mean. Yep. What the hell? Gosh. Wouldn't want to bother someone who, you know, lied and caused someone's death. That right. would suck. So now she is very old. She's on hospice. She is the oldest person to ever be on the FOS list. Mm -hmm. uh, and they've decided not to try her, which I'm very disappointed in. Yes. Uh, the prosecutor busted their ass to try to get her prosecuted. I will say that. There was a, a good effort put in. But... Uh, Basically, the grand jury said that they just didn't believe that there was enough evidence and current evidence in order to indict her. So that's disappointing. It's really disappointing. It's disgusting. Yeah. I don't care if she's old and sick. She did this. Yeah. You know? And she's got to live out her whole life. I mean, she's in her late 80s now and living comfortably with family. And why? Why? When Emmett Till didn't get that opportunity, he got drug out of his bed in the middle of the night and beat and shot and thrown in a river for doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Colleen says that old racist bag needed to get served. <laughs> she's living in my neck of the woods now and she's so upset she might need to move. Oh, honey. Yeah. Inconvenienced? Uh, no. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Into God. a cinder block house with bars, possibly. Mm -hmm. She caused the murder of a 14-year-old kid. It's so fucked up. Nope. Yes, it is. Very frustrating. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of fucked up, do you want to talk to us about the Crumblies? Oh, boy. If I have to. <laughs> so, the um, biggest whiners on the FOS list right now. Mm-hmm. Are all kinds of stuff is going on with them. You know, they have trials scheduled in October. They're saying they just don't have enough time to provide an adequate defense. And oh, they need more no. time. So they're filing for more time, which, oh, who cares? You know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, James Crumbly has got um, another attorney added to his team. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they have a hearing coming up on 8-17 um, to talk about extending their time so they have more time to put together their defense. Yeah, I don't know. They just make me want to throw up. So mm-hmm. they're such whiny brats, you know? It's they've been whiny since the beginning. Yeah. Even with the shit they did, like the day the shooting happened and the days after, and then to try to just completely overlook that, like it never happened, like they never right. ran, like they never drained Ethan's bank account. Like, they never hired themselves some pretty high-powered attorneys while they let Ethan sit and have a public defender and completely ignore him. Well, they're used to doing that, so it was no big deal, but... Right. That's pretty much been his whole life, obviously. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They just make me ill. They're such jerks. Yeah. But this whining, it's just this whiny, but your honor, we Mm -hmm. just don't have enough time. Yeah. Karens and Kens. There you go, Eliza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. Uh, Colleen said she uh, volunteers to be the FOS uh, representative. Oh, nice. For, for Carolyn. So, yes, please. Feel free, in. you know. Yes. Cranky also said take her walker away. <laughs> yeah. And her I teeth. Mean, <laughs> Emma Till never got to live his life, and she got to live yeah. hers. And that yep. is not okay. Yeah. Well, there you have that. So I have a picture to show you. (laughs) Yeah, this rancid bag of great value mayonnaise, of course, (laughs) (laughs) is Murdaugh, Alex Murdaugh. And he, too, is a big whiner on the FOS list, you know. And this is really just because... uh, we know that, uh, you know, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is actually quiet for a minute because she would definitely be there, too, as you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. But let's talk about this for just a minute because good hell. Uh, first of all, his accomplice, you know, the guy who couldn't shoot him in the head. Yeah, he's no. out on bond. And the, un- apparently... the unsuccessful assisted suicide. Mm hmm. Well, that dude's out on bond and his name is Curtis Eddie Smith. And now we know too, that he actually was a drug trafficker and with Alex and, you know, worked and also cashed something like 700 checks for him or something like that. You know, he was Mm -hmm. a lot more than his uh, unsuccessful assassin. He's lots of things, but apparently he's out on bond and he has been effing around and they've had enough of him. So he's going back to court tomorrow to decide if the judge feels like his bond should be revoked. Yes, sir. It should. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. No question. Yep. <laughs> Old great value mayonnaise that's been sitting out in the sun at 90 <laughs> degrees. Yes. Yes, Cranky. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> yep. Okay. So there's that. Well, here's the deal. So Murdaugh is a defendant in the case that resulted in the death of the girl. It's the boat wreck. Right. The girl who was killed in the boat wreck and his son was involved in that. Murdaugh, his boat was the 
boat that killed her. And also he had done some sketchy things. I know this will surprise you in trying to help cover this up. So he's named he's as a defendant. such a stand-up guy. Yeah. So his attorneys have been trying to uh, make that case have a stay. They've been demanding a stay because they say that uh, that could tarnish his reputation and he could not receive a fair trial on the murder charges if this other case is allowed to proceed. <laughs> tarnish his reputation? Those were my his words. His soul but is yeah. black and we all know it. Give me a break. Oh my yeah. God. It's just not. But I had to read you... <laughs> A little bit of the uh, the filing because it's so freaking funny. Oh, please tell me I didn't close it. Come on now. If I closed it, I have to look it up. Oh, here it is. Okay. So this is the filing. This is the plaintiff's memorandum in opposition to a defendant, Richard Alexander Murdaugh's motion to stay, discovery, and continue to trial. Okay. I'm just going to read you the first few lines because these guys are class acts. Hilarious. Despite the hype that defendant Murdaugh is attempting to spew concerning his purported constitutional rights, it is the law of the land that a criminal defendant like Alex Murdaugh <laughs> has no absolute constitutional rights to a stay of a related case, much less one that is only partially related at best, even in the face of concerns over the impact of the civil matter might have on his assertion of a Fifth Amendment privilege, despite the hype that Defendant Murdaugh is attempting to spew. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. I love it. And you want to know what's really weird about this? I read through the whole thing and everything was spelled right. Everything. What? I'm and I so know impressed. They're, they're just not Mark Means. Like, he's not representing anyone in this case, which I th think is good. But this would be the kind of thing he'd jump in the middle of, I think. Oh, hell yeah. If he could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so the judge said, no, no, no. So <laughs> it's not happening. So um, you are going to court. Great value mayonnaise. And good luck to you. No, actually, bad luck to you. All mm -hmm. the way around. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like getting up every morning and posting on social media. Good morning, everyone, except you, Alex Murdaugh. <laughs> right. A bad day to you, sir. <laughs> but then I think I'm not that petty, but the truth is I actually am. A thousand percent that petty. Yeah. Well, when it comes to Alex Murdaugh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Let's see. Oh, Saeed. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about this fool. Well, you'll recall we have covered this case. This is the murders of Sarah and Amina Saeed. Um, their father has been on the run for 12 years after they were found shot in his taxi. And he has been missing for quite some time. He was finally arrested in 2020 and uh, did finally face a jury and verdict came through on Tuesday guilty yeah. for the capital murders of both his daughters. 
Mm-hmm. He's so awful. Uh, his, the one daughter, Sarah, actually called 911 and identified the shooter before she died. And said, I'm dying. Yeah. 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 Said, I'm dying. Help. My dad shot me. I'm dying. Mm -hmm. They had already been afraid of him, afraid for their lives. Mm -hmm. They were acting like American teenagers because that's what they were. Mm -hmm. But dad did not like their behavior and like them dating boys and stuff. And so he apparently uh, felt that he was justified in killing them. I'm killing. It's so horrible. He, his story is that someone was following them. He thought that that person was after him, not the girls. So he left them in the car and took off on foot thinking Mm -hmm. they'd follow him instead of the girls. And, you know, yeah. Yep. Whatever. He's so we also learned how obsessed he was with these girls. Yeah. He was was spying on them them. everywhere they went. And like, he was super creepy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yay, arrested, yeah. charged, convicted. We'll take it. Yes, I'm glad. Glad that he is out of here. He's mm-hmm. a terrible person. Well, tomorrow is an interesting, interestingly busy day in true crime, crime mm-hmm. in general, because uh, two interesting things are going down. First of all, the police announced today that there is a press conference tomorrow to update the Harmony Montgomery case. Yeah. So you might remember that Harmony Montgomery's uh, an apartment that her parents had lived in, her dad and stepmom had lived in around the time of her disappearance had been uh, torn up not too long ago by the police, right? They went in, Mm -hmm. they tore out some wallboard, they tore out some floorboard, they did quite a bit of stuff. They removed the refrigerator and replaced it with a new one and they did a bunch of scoping of the sewer and scoping of the pipes in that building and we've been waiting all summer long to see if that was going to uh turn anything up and tomorrow there's a press conference so everyone's hoping that that's what this is about and that we'll finally start seeing some charges because as of yet while her dad and stepmom have been charged with other things they haven't been charged with murder. No. And we're wondering why. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what happens with that. I'm hoping that's going to start to provide some answers as to what happened to Harmony. Get some answers for her mom, who has yes. all this time been begging someone to care enough about her daughter to notice that she was missing and do something about it. Yeah. And finally, when she got the mayor in their town involved, that finally happened. But uh, Harmony fell through the cracks for way too long. So that's happening. But also tomorrow is Scott Peterson's big moment in court. Yes. So he has been fighting for a new trial. And he's had several breakthroughs. I don't know, you guys. He may get it. So they were supposed to go to court on June yeah, they were supposed to go to court on June 29th, but he was exposed to COVID in his prison, and so they had to put it off. So, of course, he was convicted in 2004 of murdering his wife, Lacey, and their unborn son. Mm-hmm. And then in 2020, the California Supreme Court overturned his death sentence and ordered the case to be re-examined. 
partly because they feel like there was prejudicial misconduct by a juror. This is Rochelle Nice, who allegedly lied about her history of legal proceedings and her history of domestic violence. She also uh, wrote him dozens of letters after he went to prison asking him why he did this. There's definitely some weird shit with her. I could slap jurors who keep pulling shit like this, though. You right. know? Right. You have got to quit it. We keep seeing jurors shooting off their mouths after trials in ways that are causing the trial to be reexamined. It's got to stop. Yeah. So that's what's going on with that. So tomorrow is their last day in court. And then the judge will have uh, like 90 days to answer. So final arguments tomorrow and then 90 days to have an answer. So we'll see. It's possible mm. that Scott Peterson will get a new trial. Because uh, his sentence has already been reduced from death penalty yeah. to not death penalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, One of the things that came up that they were acting like was really important, and I think this is the weirdest thing, is that in jury deliberations, she was referring to Connor, the unborn baby, as little man. Why is that anything? Why? I don't know. Isn't that odd? Did Scott refer to that baby as little man? Where I don't did know. that nickname come from? I don't know. It's just so that, weird. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Or Lacey. Did either of them refer, refer to the baby? I don't know. Yikes. But a lot of people call little boys little man. That's not uncommon. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that Dior Coons was always called. Right. And people still post stuff on Facebook about wanting to know where little man has gone. You mm -hmm. know? So I don't know why that's a smoking gun of any sort. But anyway, crazy stuff. So we're going to keep an eye on that and keep you guys abreast. So I'm going to look at my list and make sure. We had Daybell Montgomery. Murdaugh, Peterson, Till, Crumbly, Yazzie, Saeed, and Greenberg, and Petito. So, okay, mm -hmm. we got yeah. to everything. Uh, however, let's see. Colleen, you were wanting to know who is the uh, Oh, yeah, what department? Over that. I'm going to have to find it. I could tell you until you asked. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I will find that for you. However, that's that's going to be really interesting. Actually, you know what? I have an easier way to find this. Oh. oh, I wanted to tell you guys an interesting story, though, that came up in the Nicholas Cruz sentencing. Mm. So Nicholas Cruz, of course, is, uh, you know, the Parkland shooter. And he's been going through his uh, sentencing portion of his uh, of, of his trial at this point. And... Mm -hmm. After the shooting was done and he fled the school, he walked into a McDonald's and he sat down next to a student from his school, a kid named John Wilford. Mm -hmm. John was in shock. He was just wanting to get home. He was waiting there for his mother to come pick him up. Mm -hmm. And Cruz sat down at his table and struck up a conversation with him. He had no idea. He was wearing a uniform from their school, so he knew he was from their school, mm -hmm. but didn't know anything about 
who he was, asked if he could get a ride home. And this kid said no, because he was really worried about his sister, who turned out was gravely injured. She didn't die, but she was horrifically injured. This guy shot him three times. Shot, shot her. Sorry, he shot her. Shot, uh, yeah, John's sister three times. And just uh, happened to show up in this McDonald's, sit down next to John, and try to get him to give him a ride home. Can you believe that? That is horrifying. He said he had a bad feeling at the time, was just really upset and shaken up and just wanted to get back to his family and figure out where his sister was. So he told him, no, we just can't. This is a bad time. Yeah. And then 40 minutes later, he was apprehended by the police. Can you believe that? That the guts of that is so terrifying and gross. Uh, to me, too. I'm just blown away. I mean, he probably didn't know that he'd shot this kid's sister. But he knew he'd shot up his school. Right. So, like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. That's terrifying. It is terrifying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is the New Hampshire Attorney General and the Manchester Police. So, I think it'll be the Manchester Police. They are the ones who have done all of the uh, the updates and things like that up to this point. So, oh, so that's who I would watch for is Manchester, New Hampshire police on Facebook. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming it's them. I'm sure just a quick search, you'd find it. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't be too hard to come across. I'm sure a lot of places will stream it as well. So hopefully something comes of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Amy, yes. Alex Jones is going to be broke for a long time. Well, I don't know if he will be because Texas has caps on mm -hmm. civil suits. And although they were, he's ordered, you know, close to $50 million. That's way above what the actual cap is. He won't pay anywhere mm -hmm. near that. However, he's also got a case going on in Connecticut and they don't have a cap. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this just continues to whittle away mm -hmm. at him. Yep. Well, and that news about his phone and the naked picture of his wife is pretty interesting. That mm -hmm. apparently he sent a naked picture picture of his own wife to Roger Stone. She Such did not know. She made yeah. a statement yesterday that she's very upset and had no idea that had happened. Yeah, that's just gross. And that there were some very intimate texts exchanged between Roger Stone and Alex Jones. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Real gross. Yep. I'm here for it, though. I'm here for it. all the Alex Jones stuff. I am here for it. Oh, the man. stuff that he's, he's done is so reprehensible. Mm -hmm. But the thing that kills me is you go to any article about Alex Jones and read the comments, and there are people right and left defending the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. Bought into all that InfoWars insanity. Mm-hmm. Yep. But also, people are so misinformed about what the first amendment is and yes i think uh grossly and willfully uninformed about the first amendment but they are just determined that this is a violation of his first amendment rights because i guess they don't understand the difference between a criminal suit and a civil suit right as well as that first amendment rights do have limitations 
Well, first of all, they prevent you from being consequenced for speaking out against the government. Yeah. Yeah. Saying lying bullshit about people is not a First Amendment right. You, well, it is in that you can say it yeah. and you can also reap the consequences. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much where it's at. It's not yes, it a is. violation of his rights in any way. No, it surely isn't. It kills me, honestly, that people keep saying this like that's a fact and truth. No, it isn't. Not at all. I, I regularly hear people talk about things being unconstitutional, and it's very clear to me that they've never read the Constitution. Yeah. I don't have any yeah. idea what it actually says. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that happens all the time. But this mm -hmm. idea that you can do whatever the hell you want and you're protected by the Constitution because of free speech or because of freedom, uh, no. That's, that's not true. just not no. true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there you have it. That was a mouthful. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah. Lots going on right now. Yep, for sure. Yep. All righty. Well, I don't know. He buried something with Ivana. I don't know, Barbara. Did he? <laughs> the stuff the FBI it? was looking for? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I won't uh, say much about that because I don't want my channel to get taken down. Because <laughs> that's when the trolls really come for you. Yeah. I mean, we got hit pretty hard on that fool that, uh, you know, whose grandpa was the judge. <laughs> I don't want to Kyle Rittenhouse, not friend of the show. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, mm, mm, yep. Can't do it. Don't want to get taken down. All righty. Well, we have done it. So we'll be back tomorrow night for the Psychic Hour at 7. If you are a subscriber to the Psychic Hour, if you are not, it's 99 cents a month. You just have to go to YouTube right on our homepage of YouTube. There's a spot that says uh, join mm -hmm. and, or membership. All you have to do is join. join, join, just join 99 cents a month. That's it. And then you can come to the Psychic Hour. If you are on Patreon and you've had a hard time watching, we think we figured it out and gotten the bugs no worries. out. I have solved if you're a patron, this. You don't have to do anything. You should be able to just access the Psychic Hour through Patreon, Patreon. for free. No big deal. Yeah. So that's what uh, that that that's what's happening with the Psychic Hour. And that's it. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with new cases. There is a lot happening right now. I'm mm -hmm. having a hard time picking what to cover this next week. We mm -hmm. also have a I've brand new Patreon. Yes, we, we do. We've had three new Patreons come out in the last week. Mm -hmm. We have. So definitely worth looking for. But this last one, oh, not this, for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, this was for the hardest of hardcore true crimers. Uh, it will make your stomach hurt. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty fascinating stuff. And let's just say it's about dolls. Dolls. It's about dolls. Let's say that. That's okay. all we'll say. Sure. Okay. Uh, we also last week covered, uh, we did a cold read on Patreon, Who Killed Catherine Corkery. I cold read that one. Mm -hmm. And right before that, we did an episode called The Happiest Place on Earth, Not So Fast. <laughs> About some Disney crime that we found pretty fascinating. So mm -hmm. that's and what's up. Yep. OJR would love a link to Patreon. We'll put it up, JR, for sure. Yep. Alrighty, guys, we got to go. So thank you for being here. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, thank you all for being here live with us as well. And if you weren't and you're joining later, thank you too. Appreciate all of you guys very much.
And keep an eye on Tuesday, and we'll uh, see what we can do with the uh, Valo. Uh, what what do we call that? The belligerent turd circus. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's going to get interesting. Yeah. And I did just post that uh, Patreon. We're we're True Crime Squad on Patreon. Yes. Yep. All righty, guys. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Go eat a cookie. You deserve it. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thank you.